Welcome back to the Light Vision Podcast, where I host various people to shine light on meaningful conversations. My name is Eric Fisher, and may the 4th be with you. This episode 23 features Kent Georgi, a member of the world-famous 501st Legion, bringing Star Wars to the front lines of charitable efforts, and he, I love his stories. These conversations are a celebration of Star Wars and all the great things that come from it, bad guys doing good. And I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation, to celebrate Star Wars in your own way. Please enjoy this episode of the Life Vision Podcast with Kent Georgi. All right, May the 4th be with you. And what better way to celebrate May the 4th than talking about Star Wars? I think that's the only way that you should celebrate the 4th of May. And today, I want to get started with that really fun conversation. If you don't mind kicking us off by introducing yourself for us. Uh, my name is Kent Georgi. I'm part of the 501st, and my identification is TK4911. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm already geeking out a little bit, but for the people that don't know uh, what the 501st is or what those collection of numbers and letters are, can you help fill in the gaps? Well, the 501st is a nonprofit organization that was created almost two decades ago by Albin Johnson. Um, um, because he was a big Star Wars fan and he was doing a lot of charity work and he wanted uh, to do stuff for charities in the realm of Star Wars, dressing up as characters and things like that. Um, and he just created this group and more and more people have heard about it. So they continue to join. And now even in the Guinness's Book of World's Record, it's the largest cosplay group in the world wow. uh, that does that's all towards charity organizations that's real that's super cool yeah. so is it is it um a collection of characters that are part of the 501st or is it just kind of a, a, a certain type of character or what i'm trying to answer around the question um it's more on the imperial side okay so <laughs> even though we're the bad guys yeah we're bad guys doing good all right. <laughs> so, you know, you got uh, the Emperor and you got Darth Vader and you got um, the Stormtroopers and, and any character you can think on the Empire side, you know, is going to be there. And then there is another group, uh, the Rebel Legion, which is okay. all the Rebel side. But the 501st is all about, you know, the bad guys doing good. <laughs> Changing the narrative from from the bad guys doing good. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and but you know to, to be completely honest, I think you might agree with this. The the bad side in so many ways represents Star Wars because of of the stormtrooper look, the Darth Vader's look. You see a stormtrooper and you, there's no mistaking whatsoever. You see a guy dressed in robes, it may not be certain that's a Jedi, <laughs> but a stormtrooper is a stormtrooper. That's true, and I mean, it, and you can get down to the details. I mean, think about it. The the empire side they lack color it's like black and white that's it like there's red you know and we know yeah. red is always dead so <laughs> <laughs> even in star trek but um you know and then the imperial side they've got color they've got vibrance they got energy there's things going on so yeah it's funny how it all correlates I love that. I love that. Um, so, I mean, if you don't mind, so the 501st is such, I mean, it really is a super famous worldwide kind of phenomenon. I mean, if you're, if you're a listener and you're, and you're a fan of the Mandalorian, 
the TV series, there was a, a part of the 501st that was largely featured in a couple episodes there with Moff Gideon kind of flaunting his power, trying to chase down the child. Um, and, and in so many other places, of course, too. Um, but and I know that you weren't in The Mandalorian specifically, but you have many experiences yourself. You, can you speak to some of those? Oh, sure. I mean, uh, in, in bringing up the Mandalorian, a lot of the guys from the 501st were in there, especially when they shoot up the, the bar and everything. All those stormtroopers were part of the 501st. And uh, it's just good to see other people from different groups of the 501st um, nationwide uh, get to be in movies and TV and things like that. Um, I've been in the 501st since 2008, so okay. almost was that 13 years? Yeah, good, good bit. Good bit. Yeah. Um, I've been some of the things I've done a lot of it's for uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, leukemia, things like that. But there are perks. Uh, we get to do a lot with Lucas Films. When uh, they needed stormtroopers, they would call us up first because they just didn't have the manpower or bandwidth to do this. And with uh, a group of people that are doing it for charities, uh, we have a, a high standard of how our costumes have to look. They have to be movie accurate. They, we have to take photos. We have to submit photos of them and stuff like that. So when we're on TV or on uh, movies and stuff like that, we're screen accurate uh, to the movies. So that's cool. Um, like, one of the appearances I got to do was the Scream Awards on Spike TV. Uh, we got to present uh, an award to George Lucas and Samuel L. Jackson wow. for the work that they've done. So uh, that was that was a lot of fun. And afterwards, George and Samuel came into our tent and and talked with us, took some photos, shook our hands, and stuff like that. That's, That's that cool. was a really a uh, fun thing to do. Um, and then uh, everybody knows Deal or No Deal. With, mm -hmm. yeah with howie uh so we there was 26 of us i think there's is it 26 case yeah and uh we got to dress up as the stormtroopers and we That's were awesome. the case holders so there was the <laughs> the stormtroopers that held the cases for the girl contestant uh -huh. and then the ladies dressed up as slave leia for the guy contestant so oh, gotcha. we got to okay. do the deal or no deal as stormtroopers on the show uh, and then, of course, I've done probably like six or seven Weird Al Yankovic shows and concerts <laughs> with him, dancing on the stage, doing the, the Star Wars Cantina song and wow. stuff with him. So that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, the, the Stormtrooper uniform is elaborate and you're screen accurate when you're making appearances. But I mean, of, of all of those things, obviously that one of the main components is a helmet. So no one knows who you are when you're putting on the helmet as a stormtrooper. Is there, I don't know if this is like a, um, I, don't know how, I don't know how easy it is to describe this, but when you put on the helmet, is there a transformation that you go through mentally about when you're entering or is it just a gig to you? You know, there is a, I mean, for me, uh, I would say there's not a transformation because I'm outgoing already. I like to have fun. I, I'm like known as the fun stormtrooper. I'm not serious. I like to okay. play practical <laughs> jokes on people. I'll, I'll hold my position like a statue and scare somebody. I, I have fun with it. Uh, other people uh, that do this for the 501st, it is a transformation. They aren't outgoing people. They're, they, uh, um, 
they're shy. Um, you know, they have uh, a lack of people skills. And so for them putting on that helmet, uh, they do transform. They they start talking to people. They start getting into photos. They uh, do things that they would never do without a costume. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just um, really amazing when we have a group of people, 20 people or so, and you know the shy ones. They're, they're getting ready. They're getting into their costume. And as soon as it, they put it on, it's like they become part of the group. Yeah, and they take up that stormtrooper or a Darth Vader mode, and it's like, wow, that's not the same person I know under the costume. Right, right. That's yeah. pretty remarkable. And I, I do, I do love that about cosplay. I told you when I met you that uh, I, I dress up as Thor on occasion um, and play play Thor on TikTok irregularly. But there's obviously I don't have a mask in front of my face, but right. but there's an element of of kind of transformation and fun. I mean, if you're a fun person, it probably just it, you know it heightens that fun uh, oh, to yeah. you. When you described uh, the practical jokes and your kind of movements, uh, just because I do love the Mandalorians on my mind, I kind of think, oh, maybe you're a, you're a stormtrooper written by by uh, Taika Waititi. Uh, it's just uh, <laughs> telling jokes or having a good time, but maybe not uh, in in line, so to speak. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's fun to to kind of see people interact and have have that 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 moment with you, um, I'm sure even more so when you're part of this, this huge group, the 501st, and, and then showing up to an event that's, that's basically devi- designed to have fun in any sense of the word. Um, but behind that though, I mean, what is it about Star Wars to you that really kind of brings this to life? Oh, that's a good question. What is it about Star Wars that brings this to life? Um, you know, the funny thing is, is I was not a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, I, I'd watched Star Wars and, and did part of it, but uh, um, it was a friend of mine. Uh, her son had leukemia, uh, which then I was telling a buddy, uh, we were at um, CES, and I was telling him about that. And he's like, oh, you, you should talk with my friend Edgar, who's in the 501st. And I was like, what is that? Hmm. And it's evolved over the last 13 years, how much I appreciate Star Wars and, and what it's become, because I know a lot of the actors that have been in the movie. I know a lot of the people behind the scenes and just what they went through and what they've done and just how it's changed not only people's lives, but families and uh, businesses. And I mean, there's just so much that has come from Star Wars. It's, it's a, a mega business. Yeah. Yeah. A huge community, you know, of followers too. Uh, and, and that's what I like a whole lot about Star Wars is in addition to the uh, kind of fantastic, fantastical storytelling, the mythology that's behind it, this, this kind of imagery, we also have the fans you know, that are taking it along and certainly the stories that you're talking about as far as making an impact and, 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 and causing some type of um, response to that. But the people behind Star Wars, I think, is why it continues to be popular. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and the thing I like about it is it's not just something that's in the United States. I mean, it's worldwide. Like, I have traveled for the military myself, um, and we have challenge coins. We have shirts that we wear uh, that say file first on them. And I can literally be in another country wearing a 501st shirt or, or show somebody a coin and they'll know exactly what it is. Or they'll be like, oh, I know somebody in the 501st in Germany, or I know somebody in Japan that's part of the 501st. And they'll connect us 
uh, and now you're in a foreign country, but you have family. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So it is it is a worldwide 501st. You can be in the 501st wherever you are in the world. Is, is that right. accurate? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Germany, New Mexico, Spain, uh, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, you name it. Man, that's really cool. Um, I, and I also love that you, how you said that you get your bad guys doing good. Uh, <laughs> um, and, yeah, we have uh, cookies on our side. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how we always get brought over to the dark side. Someone's right. got cookies. <laughs> um, but I love that. Um, is there is there um, an experience? I know you've already mentioned a couple experiences, but are there a few that that additionally that pop out in your mind that that really kind of changed you out outside of just the moment, but you said this is more this is a human moment, and I'm really thankful to be here. So, like Samuel L. Jackson and George Lucas, for example, when you mentioned that story, it is awesome i mean if you're oh, nerd sure. if you like those people i mean you're gonna be really thrilled but there's also as you mentioned kind of those two the leukemia experience and, and kind of connecting people are there a few other experiences of, of maybe children or adults likewise that you're thinking man this i i'm just so happy i'm here right now oh yeah i mean we do a lot with make a wish foundation and luckily i got to meet the creator and founder uh of make a wish foundation frank shankowitz and um just knew his story. I actually got to be part of a team that helped create the Wishman movie that's on Netflix. Yeah. So if you've never seen it, go on to Netflix, look up Wishman. Uh, that's the whole story about Frank. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about that mm -hmm. because he was just an amazing man and a big heart. And uh, the 501st got to is playing a big role in his mission to help children and, and things like that. So um, I've done leukemia walks um, across the Coronado Bridge in San Diego oh, cool. and you know we're in costume we're hot it's sweaty and you know for some people they'd complain about doing it but you know when you're walking uh, over the bridge and a little kid comes up and grabs your hand and starts walking with you you're just like this is what it's all worth this is what it's all about you know it's just the kids, the, the families, and then just watching, you know, the, the moms smiling and, and taking pictures of their kids with a stormtrooper, you know, the bad yeah. guy, but, yeah. you know, um, you know, I've been to children's hospital. Um, I think one of the stories I share is how I was in my stormtrooper costume and a little boy and his dad were playing battleship. Mm. All right. And the mom was sitting off the side and she was kind of looking a little sad. I mean, obviously her, her son is sick and things like that, but the dad was playing battleship with them. And so I, I walked behind the dad and he kind of knew I was there. And so I started motioning where the ships were on his thing. And so the boy finally caught on that, like, you know, I was doing like B4 and he'd be like, dad, B4. And he's like, oh man, you hit my battleship. And then I'd, he, the dad would look around at me and I'd just stand there like I wasn't doing anything. And then <laughs> I'd give the son the next one. And so he started sinking his dad's battleships and the boy was just lighting up. He's giggling, he's laughing and stuff like that. And all of a sudden the mom over there starts crying. And I, I get, oh, I get all emotional about this one because it was like, it's, she starts crying and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. And afterwards, uh, she pulls me to the side and says, my son hasn't smiled or laughed in over a year. 
And she goes, because of you guys, I got to capture uh, capture that moment on video uh, of my son smiling and laughing with his dad playing the game. So uh, little moments like that, yeah. you know, are what it's all about. Man, that, I, thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm getting a little emotional listening and watching too. <laughs> yeah, um, that's powerful stuff. Um, and and thinking kind of on a lighter note, thinking about um, you helping him sink his his dad's battleships. That might be the most accurate that a stormtrooper has ever been. Uh, <laughs> I want to address the elephant in the room here. <laughs> that's right. We so, actually got to uh, hit something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and I want to, we've had some spirited conversations with my friends in the past about whether or not the stormtroopers should be known for not being able to hit the broadside of a barn or not based off of Obi-Wan's comments in A New Hope. Do you have any thoughts about the pro- progression and potentially even insights into why it is that stormtroopers have just come to be known as someone who just cannot shoot a, 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 a laser blaster? <laughs> That's a great question. I, I think it's just because they're clones. <laughs> they haven't been trained. And uh, yeah, I mean, they are known for not hitting anything. And if you watch the movies, yeah. I mean, they're literally shooting at Luke and Han and all the people. Right. And they're literally missing. <laughs> and they could be like 10 feet away and still miss. And I, you know, I, I think it's the benefit for the rebels. Yeah, that they don't get hit because if they hit them, then they'd be gone. Yeah, I guess it depends on on what side you're making the argument from. So you could say from from Luke and company's side, well, it's the force aiding them to accomplish the goal to achieve balance. The other side might be that they're not trained appropriately, and the empire is just run so poorly they can't get these things going. <laughs> so I, I like that conversation. It's fun. It's fun to talk about. Um, but it, it, Obi Wan does mention that there's they're known for their accuracy, and these are just two two these uh laser blaster shots are too spread or powered that it would be something else. And that has caused debate for generations now uh, about what happened to the stormtroopers. But um, yeah. And as a fan uh, yourself, are you, are you, would you say that you're a big fan now? Star oh Wars? yeah. I, I'm a big fan. I mean, I just was at a comic con last week here yeah. in uh, Nashville, ICCC. And um, I had to, I had a, uh, a Chrome, Boba Fett that got signed by uh, Dickie Beers and Austin and Daniel Logan, um, you know, and got it all signed and everything. I actually got some uh, artwork by a local artist here uh, of a Jawa. So yeah, yeah cool. Can, That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you what 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 do you think or what are you excited about for the future of Star Wars? Uh, as as they're kind of launching into this Disney Plus kind of uh, zone, and then all the other stories now that this Skywalker saga has has kind of completed, what do you what do you want to see in the Star Wars universe next? Um, I think uh, a lot of it would be backstories. Okay, I think I would like to see um, some of the backstories, like a story on uh, Boba Fett and like yeah. how he became and and what was his backstory. I mean, we have the Mandalorian, but like really. What happened? Oh, like, how did Boba Fett get to be just so badass? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, you know, and then just even like more backstories on Chewie. Like, we did get some on Chewie from Han Solo, sure. but 
come on, let like, how did he end up there? What I, you know, to yeah. meet on, like, what did he do to get arrested and put underneath there? Yeah, you know, uh, stories on Greedo. Oh yeah, you know right. things like that. So I mean, Disney is a huge business. They bought mm-hmm. that business from George Lucas, uh, and they paid billions for right, it. Right. <laughs> they're not going to let their money go to waste. So I sure. think they've got things in store or in plan. I mean, even with the Mandalorian, um, John Favreau. I mean, he's a great director, producer, actor. He's done it all and you know he created mandalorian but now literally they could just do a spinoff on yoda yeah you know so there are so many things that can happen um you know i just kind of sit and wait thrawn would be another one thrawn yeah i think uh, thrawn's coming yeah yeah so i mean there's just a lot into it that are are spinoffs or you know i like how they weaved in rogue one yes Yes, did stuff. So there might be other ones that get weaved in there I can see into that. the yeah. saga that we can't even think about. But somebody's been sitting there reading all these books and watching the movies and go, "Oh, we should create this movie," and it just weaves into the Star Wars uh, trilogy. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel the same. I think background information would be awesome. With the Disney Plus series, I mean, we have the Book of Boba Fett coming out this year, and I'm excited to see what that might entail, whether it does some some earlier work in his life or if it's just a continuation. Um, I'm really interested in what they do with Luke Skywalker, um, because when you know he shows up there, uh, kind of and bat- blew the minds of so many people, yeah. uh, we still have a good a good chunk of time between that occurrence and and when he starts raising the, the, the school of, of, uh, of Jedi um, and kind of having it burned down with Kylo. So that, that'd be a really interesting one for me to your point about how they could really easily kind of add, add a flavor and context to why it was that Luke wanted to escape to Ashtu, um because of those years that he, he took the child and something else happened. Yeah. He, I mean, there's that big gap return of the Jedi and, and then the, the newer movies. So mm-hmm. You know, you could literally do a whole film just on him leaving uh, and, you know, because he leaves Han and uh, Leia and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he just disappears. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what what's the story? There could be a whole storyline of what his thought process is, why he needed to leave, why he started training other um, Padawans and stuff like that. You yeah. Know? I'm with you and I'm with you and, and I'm going to speak it out into the, into the universe. I believe the Sebastian Stan should be Luke Skywalker, Disney. If you already didn't know that Sebastian Stan who plays Bucky Barnes, the winter soldier also would be a fantastic um, Luke Skywalker. He looks just like him and he's a great oh, actor. Dead on accurate. Yeah, younger be, version. Yes. That'd be awesome. Um, any, any of uh, me actually want to ask you one more time. What, what is your call sign? Uh, my call sign for the 501st is TK4911. TK4911. Yep. Nice. Any um, final thoughts regarding May the 4th, Star Wars 501st to wrap us up? Um, you know, I, I love that people have really taken on the May the 4th and made it Star Wars Day. Um, there's a lot of 
um, people around the world that celebrate this day and really get into it, especially on Facebook and Instagram, you're going to see a lot of Star Wars stuff being posted and stuff. So I think it's, you know, it's awesome. It's kind of turned into almost like a Valentine's Day or a 4th of <laughs> July, like everybody yeah. celebrates May the 4th and, and uh, just has fun with it. And I think that's what it is. It's about having fun, connecting with other people. Uh, and if you can do good with it on May the 4th, you know, um, do something towards a charity, make a wish, Leukemia yeah. Foundation, um, Miracle Smile, whatever it is, um, take time on that day to, to give to a charity or even just go out there and support the 501st or anybody uh, supporting on that day. That, that sounds awesome. I appreciate you sharing all that. And I think it's a good reminder um, to, to put action into or put words into action, belief into action, thoughts into action. Um, and, and then I also want to, do you know, if, if, if someone is out there thinking, you know what this, I've heard this now, now I know what the 501st is. I think I really want to look into becoming a part of the 501st. Do you know where someone would start with that? Sure. They would just go to uh, 501st.com. 501st.com. Just yeah, 501st.com. Awesome. Well, that's, that's great. We'll, we'll wrap it up there. And it is against TK4911. Is that right? Correct. Awesome. Well, TK4911, thank you for joining the show on this May the 4th. And again, may the 4th be with you. May the force be with you. And I'm so thankful for you to joining and all that you represent and the, the really fun excitement that you shared. Well, thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Light Vision Podcast on May the 4th. As we celebrate Star Wars, thinking about all the things that bring us to life and story form and imagination and fun, excitement, and doing good for people that are in our lives around us. And I hope that this conversation has inspired the child in you uh, to maybe go back and watch some Star Wars films, get into some arguments with some friends about w theories and, and how stuff works, or inspires you, probably more importantly, to go out and help people in your community and give back where you're able to give back. And that is such a great takeaway from this conversation as we celebrate Star Wars and make, um, make occasion for the fun that stories can give us light, dark, good, bad, all those things can inspire great things in our minds. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Light Vision Podcast with Kent Georgi and the 501st Legion. Uh, special thanks to him for joining. Special thanks to Music Vine for, for supplying the intro and closing song Beacon by Tobias Voigt. And please do subscribe to this podcast, like, share it, and comment leave ratings and reviews those all help as we continue to dive into conversations that shine light on meaningful things and check out the website this is a finer creations production so finer.com f-i-n-o-w-r.com that's where all the information including the life story experience can be found and future efforts in the works as we push forward into this the warmer months we have some things hopefully down the road that are coming down as we're developing those things so check out the website that's where all the updates will be finer.com f-i-n-o-w-r.com and you'll get all those updates and until then we will see you at our next episode so 
take care, celebrate Star Wars, and have fun. May the Force be with you.